So starting in verse 27, we're picking up at the end. Just then his disciples came back and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want to do with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her jar beside the well and she ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we, while we were gone? Which was the comedic relief we just saw. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, Wake up, look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvests, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Many Samaritans, many from the village believed in Jesus because of what that woman said. He told me everything I ever did. And when they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed for two more days. They wanted more of Jesus. They wanted more of Jesus. He stayed for two more days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. And then they said to the woman, now believe, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard them, him ourselves. And now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Uh, I'm going to have you guys uh, greet a few people. Your question, uh, your little icebreaker question, as you're just saying hello and welcoming a few people. Share something. What is something that is on your bucket list? Maybe it's your summer bucket list. We're going to kind of talk about that in this message today. Or maybe it's a life bucket list. But say hello to three, four, five people. You want to share something on your bucket list item, have some fun with that. But just take a moment and and welcome a few of your neighbors uh, into the room. All right, as you're headed back to your seat, I want to welcome our church family online who's joining us as well. Welcome in, Freedom Church family online. Hey, online family, and for those in the room, if you didn't hear the announcement earlier, we are doing At the Movies next week. So we are in person only uh, for the next two weeks. We will not be online. We will not be live streaming. We don't have copyright licensing for those movies. So we'll be, you got to be in the house 
in the room. It's going to be a great experience together. Uh, okay, so anybody want to shout out what's on the bucket list? Just just a little fan participation, not fan participation, audience participation. Uh, what what's uh, what's on your bucket list? Anybody got one they want to share? Hmm? Travel. travel. You want to go home? Okay. You want got some people that want to travel? Okay, Greece island hopping. All right, Mediterranean. That sounds great. Fantastic. Anybody else? Anybody else? Disney World. Okay. Antarctica. All right. So I'm hearing a theme of travel, which is definitely something on a lot of our bucket list is is a destination, a place that we would love to go. My destination almost always, always involves a beach somewhere, uh, any sort of tropical location where I can be on a warm beach. That would be amazing. I kind of have this retirement dream to um, be a like a, a professional groundskeeper at like a professional stadium, like a baseball field or a football field or a golf course or something. I don't know why. Um, I don't like cutting the grass and mowing and that sort of stuff, but there's a part of me that would love to. I guess since I couldn't make the major league baseball team or the NBA professional basketball team, like I got to figure a way out onto the court somehow on that. Uh, writing a book, that's another one. I want to write a book. Anyone, any book writers? Anyone on that, on that train? No? Some? Yes? Okay. There's a few of us. Um, anyway, I want, to, I want to talk about bucket lists today. Just some things from this story to kind of glean on some things that we can put into practice for like a summer bucket list. And, and kind of the reason I'm setting it up this way, just to, for me, I try to break this up into practical ways that we can take a conversation like this and start to apply it to our lives. But Jesus gives this analogy of there's a harvest coming. And he says there's a harvest now. And, and what I want to kind of set us up with is like the things you do today set you up for something later on. And, and nothing has stopped. I know it's summer. And believe me, I want to relax and I kind of want to chill and I want to go to the beach destination. But this thing called life, this thing called time has not stopped. And, and if I'm going to be prepared for this next season, it means I don't necessarily get to take a break from what God wants to do in my life just because it's June, just because it's a little bit warmer. And so just in life and relationships and in, in my relationship with God and relationships with others and leadership, I, I set it up like this, say, you know, what, I want to set some goals this summer. I, I, I don't want to just aim randomly. I don't want to live loosely. And not intentionally, I want to set some goals and I want to, I want to project us forward. So that's kind of the, the idea behind this today as we round out this conversation. Today we've, we've finished our series called Journey to where we've been talking about, hey, we're going through life. And it's, it's a roller coaster, the journey of life. There's highs and lows, there's valleys. And so this series has kind of been a journey for me because I thought we were going to do like apologetics and different things like that. Like, hey, we got questions about our faith. And we got questions about God, and we're going to deal with those logistically, scientifically. We'll go through that. And we did that. But once we start, you know, we go through some ups and downs in life. Hey, why isn't God answering my prayer? Hey, why are these hard things happening in life? I don't always sense or feel God's presence. You know, these are okay questions to ask. We've, we've, we have stared right at them, looked at those questions, and we said, you know what? My faith is still pretty solid. My circumstances are not, but God's solid. So beyond that, on the journey, beyond asking questions, once I realize, hey, I got a solid faith, we got some other things to deal with on this journey because you got a purpose in life. But one of the obstacles on my journey is myself, my own insecurities. Oh, God's good, but not me. 
God wants to use you or, oh, yeah, God has a purpose for my life, but not now. I mean, do you see how, uh, you know, just unkept I am? Do you see how, what a, she even said, she's like, I, the, someone, until someone cleans up this mess, including me, uh, and God had a purpose for her that day after that conversation. And so we dealt with on this journey, we started talking about the insecurities that we deal with. Hey, you are enough. Life is not about becoming someone. It's already realizing that you already are someone. All right, You don't have to do things in order to be something in God's eyes. He already sees you. And so we, we handled the question, am I enough? Yes, you are enough. And so we spent two weeks, very powerful, the past couple weeks, dealing with our own insecurities. Now, once we have this, this relationship with God, our faith kind of settled, once we kind of start dealing with the fact that, hey, I, I, I'm okay. God loves me. God has a purpose for me. I am enough. I don't have to do a lot of things. That I can go. Now I'm ready to start living confidently, to start living with purpose in my life, and kind of where we're headed today, because she had this conversation with Jesus. She walked in with shame. She walked in with guilt. She had her questions with God answered. She had her questions kind of with her because he should not have been having that conversation with her. And he says, you didn't have, you were like the least likely person. And I, he said, do you think, he didn't say it in the scripture, but he said it here. It's beautiful. He's like, do you think I showed up here by accident? We read in the scripture, as you start in John 4, he says, he had to go through Samaria. He didn't have to go anywhere. He had to go. You think I showed up here by accident? No. All right, so now that we got that issue settled, that she's good, she is enough, even though her, her own community had rejected her, now she's ready to go on mission. Now you're ready to go on mission. So I want you to walk in purpose, and that's how this series has kind of flowed. All right, so in your bucket list for this summer, one of the things you can put in your bucket list if you're taking notes, and I would write some of these down, ask questions this summer. It is okay to ask questions. We've done that in this series, okay? Ask questions. Also, believe in yourself, all right? Believe in yourself. I know for me, I'm going to, like, I, I got to be a little bit, let me put a little caveat on there. I believe in myself to a point. I'm going to screw up and all that sort of stuff. But my gosh, we've answered the question of how I relate to God and how much he loves me and cares for me. He hasn't cast me out. Believe in yourself a little bit. She says, why are you talking to me, wondering if she's enough? And I got four items that I want you to put in your bucket list. And the first one is this. Face yourself. This summer, I need to face the person in the mirror. I need to face myself. She did the hard work of looking in the mirror just in that one conversation when Jesus said, go get your husband. They're having this conversation, and he goes... From a, she's thinking surface level. He's talking water. He's thirsty. He's like, I got this water that you'll never go thirsty again. She's thinking surface level. She's like, oh, I, I only drink Aquafina. I, I, whatever you got, man, I, I need something better, something that I don't have to come back to this well over and over and over again. He's like, no, 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 I'm not talking surface level water. I'm talking soul level. I'm talking to your soul. And when he gets to the soul, he says, go get your husband, which was the point of her shame. All right, which was the point of like it got to the core issue of what she was struggling with in her own faith walk and her own faith journey. She gets to the soul level. All right, with the disciples, same thing. They're, they're walking in, saying, what is he doing with her? Why is he talking to her? On the surface, Jews don't talk to Samarian, Samaritans. All right, this is where we need to do 
this summer, if we're going to gain some traction, if we're going to grow, we need to look at and face the person in the mirror. Some of us, some people, would rather create an enemy than face themselves. Why is he talking to her? Why would he be having anything to do with her? It's easier to create an enemy and point fingers than to face yourself. The hard work, the soul-level work. Jesus is about the soul. He's, he's beyond, he would rather, I don't know, you know, for her, he brought up the issue, go get your husband. And I asked the question last week. I wonder what question he would ask you. Because he, he, he knows, and he would go right there for you. Is it your anger? Is it, is it, is it your, your addictions? Uh, what would he ask you and get after you? He wants to go after your soul, not to condemn you. He wants to make you better. He's got a purpose for you, but we got to deal with some of these things, facing ourselves. We're going from, he's teaching them a lesson that goes from surface level. Hey, where'd you get your food? Who gave you your food? Like, aren't you going to eat? And he goes, my nourishment, soul level, comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Let me just tell you something. Have, have, maybe you have experienced this. Maybe you're wanting this, okay? Maybe you've seen someone. Have you ever seen somebody who's just like, you know, they're living God's will for their life. Like they're just, they're not perfect, but they're doing what God has created them to do and they're doing it and they're taking steps and you're like, they're thriving in that environment and we see that and we want that and that's contagious. And there's a part of that is like, that fuels so much in life. Like things can be going chaotic, but when you're living out your calling, this is what God has called me to do. All right, for me, I know that this is Freedom Church, preaching, pastor. I don't necessarily want to do it, but I, there's a difference between wanting and knowing what God has called you to do. And I know I'm not the best. I'm not trying to be the best. I'm trying to live out my calling to what God has called me to do. And when you see God move through that, you're like, oh my, oh my God. And you start seeing people thrive in that. It's a beautiful thing. So many things fall off the wayside when you know I, I, this isn't the way I wanted it or planned it, but I know this is exactly where God wants me to be. And when you're in that wheelhouse, oh man, things start to take off. Things start to take off. We need to face ourselves and go so level. After this conversation, she was on a mission. She was leaving, telling everybody what she had seen or heard. Jesus shows up to that conversation on a mission. He says, my, the harvest is in, in people's lives getting saved. That's what we are about, Freedom Church. Seeing lives get changed from death to life. All right, we're going to get excited about that, and we are not going to lose focus. Jesus gets on his disciples. Why is he talking to her? What does he want to do? Her? Guys, you're looking at the surface level. Jesus came to, to break all social and cultural boundaries and say, this woman, this woman is loved by God. And in this moment, she has a mission. I'm trying to set her free. She was on mission. You have a mission. You have a mission. God has created you and designed you for a mission. You are here at this point, at this time, in Los Alamos for a reason. And I, I don't know what that is. But I, even if you, I, I met some of you here, your, your lab interns. Even if you're only here for three months, that's still a long time. 
that God can use you in a short amount of time. I want to do a quick illustration. Does anybody have a pair of glasses, glasses that you wear? Can I, can I borrow them for a second? Yeah? Let's see if this works. Here, come, Christina, I'm going to borrow your glasses, all right? Not bad, but I'm tell, I get a headache here. Really, here, why don't you try mine? Can you try mine? I, uh, okay, maybe we should try somebody else's. Can I try one, one other? Anybody else got glasses that I can borrow for a second? All right, David's coming up. David. Let me see if these will work. Oh, David, what in the world is... These are like the, um, the drunk goggles that the, the cops... Here, try these, see if those work. Any... No? Okay. All right. I can't see it. Now, I wonder, I wonder why it's no coincidence, why it's no coincidence that they don't work. And we're all kind of like, ugh, 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 ugh. these are made for me. Those glasses, those lenses, that vision is yours. That vision is yours. So many of us get hooked on trying to live a purpose and a vision of somebody else's life that is not designed for you. This is where on your bucket list, okay, in your bucket list, the second thing is I want you to go all in this summer. I want you to, I want you to go on. She left her jar, all right? She left her jar and she ran back to the village. What was important to her going out there was getting a drink and filling up that jar and going back in. When she left, she left the jar. What, wasn't, what, what, what is now important is living on this mission and trying to tell other people about Jesus. I'm just telling you, God has placed you in this time, in this place with the, with the circle of influence because that's designed for you, not for me. If I try to, I'm going to trip and I'm going to mess up and I'm going to hurt a lot of people, I'm going to get a giant headache trying to live out your vision. And I'm saying God has designed something just for you and your vision. And part of that is we need to face ourselves, all right? We need, I need to stop living somebody else's life and start figuring out what God has called me in my life. And in this journey review that we, and a review of what we've been going through, you have gifts, you have passions, you have hurts, you have experiences on how God has wired you. Start there and start working in their area, that area to see what has God called you to do and start taking next steps in that direction. So often, so often you don't even know what God is like, oh, I'm trying to figure out God's will for my life. What does he want me to do? Just, just do the things right in front of you. you and more, more times than not, you don't even know it until it's already happened. You're like, oh, that's what I was supposed to do. But I was doing the right things at the right time, which decide to go all in. She left her jar. She left her jar. And she ran back to the well. I like what it says in Colossians chapter 3. It says, whatever you do, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, say this next phrase with me, whether in word or deed, do it all. Let's say that again. Do it all. Not 90%, not 50 Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. You want to align whatever you're doing, anything that you're doing with God's purposes. When you do this, all right, when you go from, all, from almost 
All right, I'm an almost follower of God. I will follow God almost until he says that area, and then I'm like, eh, no, 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 not, the, not that group of people. I'm not talking to that group of people. Not, not that, no, that bank account is my bank account. No, I, I, I'm almost in, not all in. I want you to go all in. Do it all. When you start doing this, everything becomes an opportunity to be used by God. You mean I build bombs and I can use that for God's glory and God's kingdom? I build rockets and stuff? Yeah, you could do that. You mean I'm a, I'm a bagger at Smith's and I can use that for God's glory? Yeah. In fact, I would say if you're a bagger at Smith's, you probably come in contact with so many people and have so many conversations and become such a ray of light and hope to so many people in one day, more than people do at the lab, you might have one of the most important jobs here in town. You mean I'm just raising, I'm just raising a family with my kids and I can do that for the glory of God? You bet. You bet. I change oil for a living. Can I use that for the glory of God? Do it all, whatever you do. It doesn't put any class, whatever you do, short of sin, do it all for the glory of God, and he can use that. Whatever you do, go all in. Do your best. Be your best, but be the best bomb maker there is. I don't know. Sounds weird to say from the stage, but be your best. When you're bagging groceries, do it, do it your best. Be all in. No one wants to follow almost. Lukewarm Christians, no. God even says, I throw up at that stuff. I spit it out like vomit. Go all in. People don't want to follow almost. They want to see that you, are, uh, that you are all in on this thing. And eventually, eventually, there's going to be a spotlight. I, I almost bet that there's going to be a spotlight that shines down on you to say, you're, there's something different about you in the workplace. There's something different that, that the way you carry yourself in this circumstance, that health diagnosis would have shut me down. What's going, there's going to be a chance, an opportunity, and you get to shine a light on the star of the show, which is not you, on Jesus. You go all in, and you go all in, and God's going to give you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity eventually to where you can shine the spotlight on him. This is where the church gets flipped on its head. A big part of my job as a pastor of this church is to kick you out of church, all right? Some of you guys have probably been kicked out of church, <laughs> but not, not, not in that way. I believe your purpose in life, what God is calling you to do, what, he, what we're going to put in our bucket list this summer, I'm going to go all in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, man, I'm going to pray. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to get into God's word consistently. I'm going to show up to church. I'm going to get into church with other believers. I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to be intentional. Make the decision to go all in. It's a decision. You know when you make the choice to go to church? You're like, I don't, uh, I don't. Uh. Not on a Sunday morning. If you're making the choice on a Sunday morning, you probably ain't coming. All right? I just guarantee you, on a Sunday morning, you're probably waking up thinking, I don't feel like going to church today. Anybody? Amen? You can, you can amen this. All right, all right. Come on now. Let's just be real. A lot of us will wake up on a Sunday morning. I don't feel like going. It's a decision. It's a Saturday night decision. It's a Monday morning decision. I'm, I'm, I'm making a decision to go all in here. I may not, if you go off of feelings, it's a roller coaster. I make a decision to go all in. I'm going all in in my faith. I'm going to go, I'm going to serve. I'm going to get in community. We don't have connect groups going on in the summer because what? We're on vacations and all that sort of stuff, and that's fine. 
All right, I understand that's life. But in the fall, when we start, when we start up school and stuff, yeah, you better bet we're going to get in the community. We're going to do life together. We're going to pray together. We're going to get in smaller groups and do studies together. We're going to share meals together. Get in a community. Build your faith up. When you live like this, you're kicked out of church. You're starting to live your faith out there. Because I guarantee you, all right, when, when you have that, that all-hands group, group meeting next, tomorrow morning, okay, and you're getting in there, your, your group leader isn't going to get everybody in there for this team meeting. Hey, we got all-hands meeting. I got Pastor Mike coming in today. And Pastor Mike's going to come in and share with you the good news of Jesus and tell you how, how all this stress and worry that you got going on from the weekend, he's going he's gonna to give you some hope and encouragement today. And that ain't happening. I ain't going to your workplace tomorrow. God has sent you there. You are appointed in that place, in your classroom. You are appointed in your workplace. You are everywhere you go. There you are, being a hope and a light to the world to shine. This, I'm going to start putting that into practice. I'm going to be intentional uh, during the week in living this out. Third thing that I'm going to put in my bucket list, I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to trust the process. He says, hey, you know, you know the saying. You know the saying. I've got to find it here in my notes. Four months. Four months between planting and harvest. That's some time in between. Now, for school in my son's first grade class, uh, he came home with this, and when we got this little thing, he, he had painted this little ceramic jar, and uh, it had just had this tiniest little bud coming out, this little spout of green, and, and so we've been watering it, put it in, in the sun, and we need to transplant it here pretty soon. But we asked him what it was. Hey, do you know what it is, what you're planting? He's like, I don't, I don't know. And we're like, I don't know. Now, uh, technology is so awesome. There's this app on your phone where you can just, it's called Picture This or something like that. Anyway, you just take a picture of it, and then it comes and it tells you what it is. So we found out it's a pea plant, all right? I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, of peas except for when it comes to my stir fry. Then I'll load that thing up, and, and we're going get, to get to go. So we take a picture, and it says it's a pea plant, but then it tells you all about it and how you need to grow it, and how you need to do it. I'm kind of reading the thing, and it says, this thing won't start producing any fruit in its first year. It takes at least a year, it says, till you're really going to start to see any sort of fruit. Any gardeners in here? Any gardeners? Some of y'all? Okay, I see some of y'all kind of nodding your head. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not. I'm not. We, like, try to plant stuff, and we kill it. I don't know. I don't know how. doesn't work. Anyway, so I'm sorry, guy. I love you. I really want to eat you next year, but it's not looking good in our house. Anyway. If I hadn't have read that, I'd be like, this thing's garbage. This thing ain't doing nothing. I'm, who, in our culture, where we can't wait, like we, we grew, we're the generation that grew up burning our mouths on Hot Pockets, all right? Because <laughs> we can't wait. It's ridiculous. All right, I don't have a year to wait for you to do something. But now I know. Now I know to let the dirt do its work. Some of y'all are in a situation that's dark, that's dirty. That you, you smell the fertilizer, and you're like, I'm looking at this situation, and it, it smells like fertilizer, looks like fertilizer. But what you don't know is that fertilizer is, is good for the soil. 
I don't want it. But when you recognize it's good for the process, there's some things that God is developing in the dark in your life that's down beneath the soil that you can't see what he's doing right now. But I'm telling you, it's building strong roots. It's building strength. It's building character. If you would just trust the process, don't uproot too soon. And there's certain things in certain areas in your life this summer where you don't need to push it too far. You need to trust the process here. This woman went and she told everybody. And it it says when she came back, when she came back, she says, they, they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we had heard him ourselves. So some people in this process believed because she told of what she had seen and what she had heard, which is what I try to tell you guys to do. What do you do? What do you, how do you tell people and share about your faith? You tell, you tell people about your God sightings. Where did you see God move in your life? Where did you see God move in someone else's life? You tell people about the things you have seen and you have heard. It's not that hard because it's your own story of what God has done and moved in your life. And you tell them, this is where I saw God move in my life. All right. Some people believe because of that. Some people didn't. That wasn't enough. Some people believed when they had an encounter with Jesus. When they finally had that encounter with him, like, yeah, that's what you said. That's what you said. That's what you said. Oh, and then I had this moment <laughs> that I couldn't deny with Jesus, and now it makes sense. So for many people, it will take both, which is why I say invite people. Maybe on your summer bucket list, you invite somebody to church because you've been sharing your life with them. Great, fantastic. Some people need a little bit of both. All right, we never know. God's got to do his thing, but you see that in action, and there's a process. Not everyone's going to come to Jesus all at once, which is why we just say our, our mission strategy in Los Alamos, we're not going to go banging the Bible over people's heads. We're not going to go painting white, uh, rocks and white rocks with Bible verses and hating on people. We're going to love 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 people. And then when you do that, the opportunity is going to come to shine a light. And when the opportunity comes, we shine the light on the star of the show, not us, but Jesus. He's the one. Trust the process. Love people. Share your story. And the last one, love with urgency. Don't wait until the fall of 2023 to start your summer bucket list. All right? I'm putting in, in my bucket list, I'm facing myself in the mirror. I'm going to go all in on my faith. I'm not going to go almost. I'm going to hand God, hey, this is what you want. I'm going all in. I'm going to trust the process. All right? And then I'm going to love with urgency. Notice when she left, when she dropped her jar, how did she leave? What was the action that she took? She left. Did she walk away? No, it says she ran. Notice the urgency. Notice the urgency. She ran. Jesus said, Jesus said, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. Wait, 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 wait. But I say, wake up. Wake up. Look around. The fields are ripe with harvest. I'm going to tell you, wake up. Look around. The fields in Los Alamos are ripe for harvest. Get the glasses on, not your glasses, not surface level glasses, okay? Get get God-sized lenses on with his perspective, all right? Get his, look through how God sees the situation. I'm telling you, 
The fields are right. People are asking questions. The, our world's a dumpster fire. People are looking for hope. And boom, I've planted you, this beautiful little plant, this beautiful seed. It's just budding up, and I'm, it's about ready to shine. It's, there's been manure in the soil. There's been a lot of things that's going on. It doesn't look, but I'm telling you, this thing has been growing for a year now. And the fruit, the fruit is coming, and it's going to happen. Love with urgency. There's, you don't have much time. I'm going I'm to tell you right, right now, this is, this is an extra bonus thing to put into your bucket list, okay? So write this one down. I want you to plant at the wrong, in the wrong place and at the wrong time. Plant in the wrong place in the wrong time. Now, for gardening, that's horrible. Don't do that, all right? But in this, I'm going to tell you, if you're waiting for the right time and the right place to share your faith, guess what? You never will. You never will. So I'm going to plant in the wrong place at the wrong time. Almost always, there will be, it'll be the wrong place and the wrong time. I was like, oh, there's going to be something. In fact, the, right, the author of Ecclesiastes says this. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Plant in the wrong place at the wrong time. You're going to be like, ooh, should I invite them to church? But it kind of looks like they're in a hurry. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, uh, it's just, I mean, if it was a better circumstance, then I would. Nope. Dang. That was it. That was the moment it got missed. I miss them all the time, okay, by the way. I miss them all the time. But I want you to understand that principle. Wrong place, wrong time. Second bonus one, just because I want to throw it in there. Put in your bucket list this summer. Make a friend. Make a friend. All right. Plant the seeds of friendship. You know in Los Alamos, friends are like the wind. <laughs> they're here for a second, and then what? They're gone. They move. You make one. As soon as you make one, they're gone. I'm always planting the seeds of friendship. I'm always investing. They don't just happen. you got to plant those seeds and invest. I'm putting that in my bucket list. Make a new friend this summer. Meet somebody. Laugh with somebody. Take them out to lunch. Invite them over for dinner. My main principle as I close out, all that leading up to this, you reap what you sow, more than you sow, and later than you sow. You reap what you sow, more than you sow, and later than you sow. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Many, many, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because of what the woman said, this one person. She's still reaping a harvest today. Think of all the lives that have been changed through this one conversation. It is still happening today. You reap what you sow more than you sow and later than you sow. So my question in closing, what are you sowing? What seeds are you sowing this summer? Are you living randomly? Are you just allowing life to pass you by? Maybe we set a summer bucket list to say, you know what? I'm going to live a little bit more intentionally this summer. I'm, I'm going to maybe take one or two of these or all of them and say, you know what? I'm going to take that and I'm going to work the soil here. I'm going I'm to take these disciplines. I'm going I'm I'm to invest in myself here, invest in my relationship with God. I'm going to live on purpose this summer because I believe there's a harvest that's coming this fall, and I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to live aimlessly. How, how can I tell what I'm sowing? How, how, how do I know what I'm sowing? 
Take an inventory of how you're using your time. Take an inventory of your bank account and where is that money going. Take, take, an, take an inventory of who you are spending your time with. What are you worried about right now? What are you stressed about? Those big bucket, those big items. Those give you a hint as to how you are sowing and living. Are you respecting time? So many of us, we live as if we're going to live forever, and we're not. I got a reality dose of this two weeks ago. We were playing some pickleball. Any pickleball fans out here? Anybody? Praise Jesus for pickleball. I love it. You guys should play some pickleball. All right, it's fun, except when there's a lightning storm coming. We're playing up on Myrtle Street right next to the YMCA. Storms kind of rolling in over the mountains, and you can hear some rumbling, but it's far away. We're fine until, and I mean, it happened like this. I, I saw the boat coming down from the cloud all, I mean, in a split second, and it hit the fence that we were playing on. It hit the fence. Rita saw the spark. I could hear the fence going. I don't, there's a part of us, we were all, I don't know how we were survived. No one, no one got hurt. All, you know, our phones are fine, like nothing. But as a reminder, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I say that not to scare you, but to, to wake up. How are you spending your time? Because you, you don't, when, it, when that time comes, you meet your maker. And how you spent your time, how you spent your money, how you spent your resources, how you spent your gifts, all of that comes into account. I, I'm not questioning your salvation, all right? Hey, I don't have to do anything to earn who he's got. I believe in Jesus. We're going to talk about that in a second. But I don't want to take God's, God's grace cheaply. He has given me a gift. He has called you and I to be living on purpose. And he says, wake up, there's a harvest. All right? Freedom Church, you guys do a great job at this. All right? So I don't want to beat you down. All right? I realize I'm a little bit serious. This is an encouragement, hopefully. This is an inspiration. This is a reminder. Keep loving Los Alamos. Keep working hard. Do your best in every situation. And when the time comes to shine the spotlight, you shine it on the star, the Messiah, the one. That'll change the world. What's on your bucket list? What's on your bucket list? Some of those things you need to start acting on now. All right, can we stand and can we pray? Let's seal this in. Let's seal this in. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.